sit back and get ready to take off with Dynamic Golf. Hey Tampa Bay golfers, this is Sean Klotz from One Stop Golf Club. Just want to give you guys a little insight into what we have up here in Wesley Chapel. Uh, we've got a great facility. It's called One Stop Golf Club and basically it's a, a private man cave or woman cave depending on what you're trying to do. It's 24-7 access to TrackMan which is a $20,000 machine that you see on tour and it's a private hitting facility so it is member only. Uh, we do offer golf lessons and club fittings in there as well, but basically for $60 a month, you book your tee time online on our website, and you have 24-7 access. You can book a half an hour, an hour, or two hours, and we also have a speaker in here, and also the TV, which has all multiple channels, so just a great way to come in, practice, work on your game. TrackMan has so many different apps inside of TrackMan. You can work on specific yardages, uh, really get your numbers dialed in from a club perspective. Uh, there's also 65 different golf courses inside TrackMan. So such a good way to work on your game. Um, also, if you decide to have uh, some friends that are members as well, great way to come in and, and use it where you can play different golf courses. You can do close to pin contests, long drives. So just a ton of different um, ideas inside of TrackMan that you can use. Super easy to operate, very uh, user-friendly, but again, think of it as your own private facility. $60 a month for the base membership, and then if you want the VIP membership where you can bring in your friends, that would be $130 a month. So we are excited to be in the Wesley Chapel area. We've been open since August and uh, been had some great support from the community so far. Look forward to working on your game. Come down to One Stop Golf Club in Wesley Chapel or go to our website, which is onestopgolfshopfl.com. My name is Sean Klotz, the owner and operator of One Stop Golf Club. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Dynamic Golf Podcast. I am your co-host, Tim McElvana, the owner and operator of SwingTheoryGolf.com. Uh, with me, my, my fellow co-host, Sean Klotz. Hey guys, hey golfers, this is uh, Sean Klotz from One Stop Golf Club up here in Wesley Chapel, and uh, looking forward to this uh, session, Tim. Yeah, who do we have today? I'm really excited. Yeah, so um, I'm going to introduce him. Hey, hey, Paul Walker, how are you today? How are you doing, sir? Yes, this is Paul Walker, the live one. Oh my goodness, is this the Paul Walker, the the three-time winner of the Walker Cup, is that correct? Ooh. Yes, the three-time, the only three-time winner. Uh, there's there's a two-time winner and a one-time winner, but I am the only three-time winner. I love Ooh, wow, it. I love it. So I've known Paul for about five years. Mm -hmm. um, he came down to my golf store in Valrico, and uh, just become good friends with him. He's a, I think he's going to be a really good interview. We're going to be able to talk about a lot of different parts of the game. Great uh, with Paul. So, um, Paul, let's let's kind of just get right into it. So the Walker Cup is uh, something that you created basically roughly about seven years ago. Is that right? Yeah, so um, eight years ago, um, I was trying to get a little bit more out of out of golf and the golf game, and um, just decided to say over some beers and it, and we wrote the rules down on a napkin and we created the Walker Cup. Perfect. <laughs> did Did you save the napkin of rules? No, we didn't. And believe it or not, the, they haven't really changed that much over the eight years. No, so I guess there was pretty good beer we drank that day. <laughs> So I've played in probably about uh, 40 events with Paul, and, and the cool thing about a T-Mac is that he just 
the whole point of it is supposed to be fun camaraderie. Am, yeah. I, am I right with that, Paul? That's kind of where it started from. Yes, it's it's all about fun camaraderie and and trying to make the game enjoyable for everyone, no matter what your skill level is. Yeah, and and you guys play some amazing golf courses. Now we're going to talk about this a little bit later on, but basically. One of your, I mean, your main job is that you work for Golf Ventures, is that correct? Um, so uh, my official title is CIO okay. of Meadowbrook Company, okay. uh, of Meadowbrook Golf, and they are the parent company of Golf Ventures and International Golf Management. Okay. Oh. Yep. So IGM is a, uh, so I worked at a, as a head pro at um, Tarpon Springs Municipal back around 2000 to 2002 and IGM was a like we we outsourced our superintendent and kind of our green greens crew to them is that correct what IGM does that is correct okay uh, Sean it's it's an incredibly small world isn't it how we golfers just keep on running into each other yeah 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 so um so the Walker Cup like I said to you Mac about and again I'm talking about some of Paul's going to correct me but probably around 20 to 40 guys depending on the week and, and where okay. he goes to wow and um I, I think it's I I really like the events because like Paul said so me and you are going to play different tee boxes than Paul and maybe somebody else in the group, right? Okay, gonna, he's going to keep it as fair as we can for kind of how far we drive the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a little bit of money that goes buys into it, uh, but basically it's there for playing good golf courses, which Paul has access to. And, and kind yeah, that's of nice. Um, and you just have good relationships with a lot of the companies and superintendents in Florida, so you know kind of where to go. Does that sound right, Paul? Yes. Yeah, so um, it's. So obviously, my sales force for Golf Ventures fills me in on all, all the courses that uh, are in great shape throughout Florida, and then I also have some other industry contacts, like um, you know, in, in the business that can give me insider information. Whenever I go for a recommendation, then I have longtime friends at courses like Eagle Brook, which are already always in good, great shape. And nice. We can align them, of course. Yeah. And then uh, the other part of it, too, and I think this goes to part of the game, T-Mac, too, is like we talk about this in other podcasts where Top Golf and even uh, Pop Stroke, like th- there's a big emphasis on making the game fun. Sociable. Yeah. yeah, making it making it sociable, getting out there and being with your friends, right? Correct. Correct. So he, Paul's got some, um, I don't want to say questionable rules, Paul, but you've got, <laughs> you've got some rules that make it fun for everybody. Is that the best way to say it? Yeah. So some of my some of my my good golfers maybe on the sean side um would would uh would uh you know say that's golf really (laughs) elbow elbow right right. let's just say that in the walker cup competition we never have a bad lie there you go oh that's nice (laughs) yeah um but that's what keeps it fun too and that's what you know like you don't you're not stressed out playing. You're kind of enjoying it, and uh, yeah, there might be a mulligan every hole, every not every hole, sorry, every round. Every once in a while, exactly, right? Yeah, um, but it goes to the point, Paul. Kind of why the popularity of what you've been doing, you know, in the past seven years has kind of grown, and you've got some people from different parts of Tampa and Polk County and Pasco that come out and play in it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, and so, and we're pretty passionate about what we do. But to give you an idea how i think the rules are fair uh, i think we had 27 different winners on 35 events this year nice oh wow yeah. so that that really does i think indicate how fair it is oh yeah absolutely now paul do you guys use a point system to calculate your champion or, or how do you do it just the most wins for the the season or, or how do you kind of calculate who's who's the champion gotcha so it 
um, every we're based on the Staleford system. Okay. And so there is a weekly winner, which is the most points over their Staleford quota. Okay. The quota goes up and down every week based on your scoring. And then at the end of the year, the overall champion is determined after our finals weekend. Whoever has the most points after the finals weekend, who plays in the finals weekend, they win the Walker Cup, okay. which is a really nice engraved bottle of Johnny Walker Blue. Ooh, yes, yes. <laughs> so, so, it's, it, so it's just not a it's just not a little thing, and it's it's a pretty nice thing, and and uh, it's that's what makes think the competition even even better uh, this tangible prize gotcha how many of those are opened at the walker uh, household <laughs> are they all still sealed shut or what do you do with those okay so to be honest um i've opened up the 217 bought 2017 bottle uh and uh, have drank in probably three or four times ever by now but okay. i just keep on refilling it with other bottles <laughs> the that i get my other bottles will go open on the shelf right that's nice. great stuff that's great stuff so again t-mac part of why i wanted paul on here and, and paul you're gonna you agree with this too i feel like the walker cup is uh, indicative of so many different um, kind of groups that you see tampa bay golf nuts or uh, my friend runs uh, tampa bay uh, golf tour uh, sorry the two-man tampa bay tour oh yes uh, out in orlando yeah we did, we did a lot of stuff around here but i just think it's indicative of of kind of like go find a group. You, yeah. you know, I think it's so much, you're, you're practicing, you're working on your game. What are you working on for? Why are you working on it? To, yeah. to go see what you do in real life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a, so competition is so much different than just a casual random Correct. Product. Yeah. Correct. Um, I, I kid with people that um, I don't get out of bed unless it's a $5 bet. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. make it to the golf course unless I know who I'm going to play with, where I'm going to play, and it doesn't need to be, you know, fifty dollars a side. It just needs to be a little something to get those juices flowing, right, Paul? Same thing with you guys. Yeah, it's amazing how you play better when there's even ten cents on the line. You know, it just, it just, yeah. it just happens. Yeah. So T Mac and I, um, we play in the Wednesday night league mm-hmm. at Silverado and, and at Lake Bernadette, yeah. right? And, yeah. And that's that's a blue tee player league, mm-hmm. um, and. Talk, talked about that. Like you've, you've had the same partner for what, 10 years probably now? Oh, I've had the same partner for 15 years now. <laughs> so, um, you know, just the camaraderie out there, um, the competition, um, you know, as, I, as, as Paul's saying, just the camaraderie and the, the competition out there, uh, especially, you know, me and Boz have won it two years in a row and we've got that hunger, you know, just like Paul's got that hunger to want to win his fourth title. Yep. Um, once you get a taste of that success, you really want to get in there. You want to, you want to compete and you, you kind of want to show your friends, how good you are or how good you're not you know right uh paul this happens with you guys too so i think we came in me and my partner ron crump in the in the uh, wednesday night league up here at lake bernadette and silverado i think we missed by a point and a half and that's pretty amazing over the year yeah the the 10 uh, the 20 weeks of golf that you're playing just like you guys do paul where you know you can't throw away any hole because no. the hole uh, in random July round is just as important as that December finals at Orange County National. Correct. Yep, it's all the points add up, and they are exactly the same. Yeah, the first week of last week. That's it. That's it. So, uh, well, that's that's great, man. Uh, talk to me a little bit. So, I've given you some of the golf lessons that you've had over the last three or four years. Um, I don't know if I'm your exclusive teacher. I don't know if I want to take credit for that yet or not. But <laughs> you do have two-time Paul Walker back to. Are you back to back right now? No, no, no. Okay. No. 
So uh, there's yet, there's never been a back-to-back. Okay. Do we let Bill win it last year, Bill Atkins? Yep. So uh, <laughs> Bill Atkins did win last year. Right. And he is, that, that's one guy that will never open that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. And then Drew Smith won it in a year or two, right? Uh, Drew Smith won it the prior year. Okay. And um, uh, he's also won, I think, in maybe 2018. Okay. So. Yeah. So so from your lesson perspective, kind of what me and you do when we when you come in here and, and use TrackMan and, and kind of the benefits sort of, of what you see in video analysis and just kind of having somebody as, a, as an instructor tell you, hey, because when you walk in for a lesson, I'm going to say from my side, when I walk in for a lesson, what I'm normally told by my instructor is totally different than what I actually think I'm working on. Does that yeah. make sense, Paul? Like, do you, do you find different things that we kind of work on sometimes? Yeah. So, um, it, so, so if, if we're going to talk about lessons now, yeah. So I kind of have my own opinion about that. Can I, can I, uh, yeah, yeah please. I'm not offended yet. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, so golf is like any other learning environment, right? You have some people who can learn from reading a book, or looking at online videos or, or, or videotaping themselves, whatever else. Other people, they need a classroom help or personal help to pick it up and retain, right? So, yep. and yeah, uh, when we go into the classroom level, the training styles can vary from very technical to field-based. Mm-hmm. And so, as I go into uh, uh, comparing you to my my, my my regular golf coach, which is Doug Bream. Okay. Um, Doug takes what I have and and tries to make it a little better. Yep. And try to reinvent my game. Whereas, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, uh, Sean, I, I've taken a few lessons with you, and I know how really how how, how bad of a golfer I really am, and <laughs> know know what I need to fix it. Right. Right. And so, I've I've been working like tech to fix those things i just can't so mm-hmm. doug just again continually just doesn't try to fix that major flaw he just takes what i have and makes sure i can get it get it straight with the swing i do have there's a lot to be said for that yeah yeah so paul what would you say in your learning environment are you more of a person that sits down and reads a book and and slowly digests it or are you more of a kind of guy that likes to have an instructor kind of move you around and, and get those those feels um what kind of works best for you i guess um, I like I like range. I like getting on the range or you know in the in the lab and and um, and work on two or three things okay. and try to fix it. And and if I can't fix it there, come up with a plan or how I can fix it so the next time I see my coach, it's addressed. Yeah, gotcha. that's a perfect way to say it too. Is is and that's what I, me and T Mac talk about all the time. Is that our jobs are basically just to give the the student a, a plan, a, a guideline, you know, uh, we're not going to fix everything in that time frame of what no. we're working on. But, uh, and you said it too, Paul, you got to go to the range. You got to go put the work in. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. how, that's yeah. how you're going to, yeah, that's how you're going to improve. And, um, sometimes that you can treat rounds of golf like that. Just don't bring a scorecard is what I tell people. Correct. You know, they don't always have to be scorecard driven. You can be working on your golf game, on the golf course if yeah. you don't have time to go to a range or to a studio but you just need to keep the scorecard away yeah 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 get what you definitely don't want to do when you're playing a a regular round of golf is think about five or six things right. before you swing. correct yeah. no that's so correct yeah, yeah. it's got to be uh, you got to be target oriented and and that's you know uh, that's such an important part of it is to not 
think about what your left elbow is doing at the top of your backswing. Correct. Right? Just find that one key, yeah. you know, swing thought that you got and just yeah. keep with your target and yeah. keep moseying on. But if you're, if you got more than one, one or two swing thoughts, then you probably need to put the scorecard down and just enjoy the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah my swing thought is just be smooth, baby. Be smooth. Good. Yeah. yeah. I think we can say the name of your head cover on your three wood. Is that the, we're, we're a uh, multifaceted podcast here. So what's your three wood called? It's called my big bad mofo. Oh, you can say it. It's yeah. okay. Yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> no. Well, it was, a, it was a gift. I didn't buy it for myself, but it, it is the big bad motherfucker. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect, man. That's perfect. I love that every time I see that when I play with you. And you hit it good. That's the funny thing. He smokes it. He, Does he? he? Oh, he kills it. Uh, yeah, I, I smoke it for 200 yards. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, it's all relative, Paul. It's okay. Yeah, it's all relative. <laughs> hey, I feel good when I hit it. Yeah. Um, so talk to us a little bit about kind of like, I know you've had some physical challenges over the last two years and sort of how that's, um, how you've progressed. And again, same thing. You've had to put the work in to your health, to your back, to some of the things that you've been trying to do and kind of how that's helped you. And, and just, you know, I think that's a good thing for our audience to hear too. Hmm. So this is a good story and and um it just goes to show you that you can recover from challenges as long as you put the time in yeah yeah and as long as you believe in it so in 2018 2019 it it became very painful for me to, to play golf i mean and you know my distance was suffering i could move up a tee box um uh, you know, I could hardly get out of bed the next day. My back was so sore. Right. Hmm. So, you know, I don't really like going to the doctor, but I finally went to a doctor, and my doctor recommended me to go to uh, Florida Orthopedics. And so, um, after a number of tests, uh, you know, basically the doctor said from playing sports and sitting in a chair eight, eight or nine hours a day and just getting old you have uh c5 and six six c6 vertebrae compression you have uh, like a rotator tough tear you have a uh, issues in your lower back yeah. and a golfer's elbow yeah. oh gave you the whammy so, so my, my wife said uh, well you should just give up golf <laughs> that didn't go over well and, yeah and and uh, well, that was a consideration because because it, it was it was it was painful, right. but it, the pain wasn't enough where I was going to give golf up. I tell you that. But um, and the surgery was also an option. But um, I saw also alternative opinions from an osteopathic. Osteopath, it's like a, a, a not a surgical doctor, but a different kind of doctor, like homeopathic or something. Yeah, yeah. it's called. Osteopathic, yes, yeah. the medicine, uh, and so uh, through through my own, I created my own wellness plan. So mm -hmm. I, I had cortisone shots yeah. that allowed me to keep playing. Yeah, Th that's a miracle drug. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, then we had physical therapy. So uh, in the rotator cuff, the physical therapy actually wore down the little tear I had, oh. and um, was able to begin to use my neck uh, the way I should and, and my right arm the way I should. Uh, I saw a chiropractor and uh, on a pretty regular basis and, and that he did wonders with, again with my with my neck and my lower back. Yep. Uh, 
Also, <laughs> the first six months, I saw went to an acupuncturist. Oh. And so, when you're in pain, you will try anything, right? Mm, yes. Yep. Uh, like, well, and maybe you haven't been in this position yet, but oh, when you are, you will try anything. I've been there. I've been there, definitely. Yeah. So, uh, the acupuncture. It didn't do anything to heal me, but what they did on the pain management side was amazing. Mm -hmm. They actually put these little seeds or little things in your ear you could press when your neck was hurting or back was hurting. You'd press it, and somehow the pain went away. I, I don't know how it worked. That's amazing. It's ancient Chinese medicine, wow. but it, it, I will vouch for it. It, it did yeah. work. Wow. And then I, uh, and then I uh, took PRP treatments hmm. uh, in the elbow. So plasma replacement surgery. Right? Oh, okay. Wow. And uh, so at about a year, year and a half later, I was, re I was ready to graduate to getting out physical therapy and the acupuncture and, and everything else. And I started going to the gym mm -hmm. three times a week, got a trainer, and then started getting stretched every week at the stretch zone. Yep. Okay. And um, as a result, playing golf pain free today that's and amazing back at -box now. yeah right I, I, from my side paul and, and hearing that story i think that is i don't know i'm going to say 75 percent of the golfers who play over 50 years old probably have that story yeah you know, i mean or some of those pains for yeah, sure absolutely and, and i think it's great that a couple things that you didn't just decide to give up the game that you decided to kind of go figure out your own therapy plan which is a great way to say it too yeah um, and then also you know you stuck with it you keep finding other alternatives i've done acupuncture i tell people that i think that's an amazing therapy um i don't again it doesn't matter i don't know how it works i don't know how a car works either but i, I, I drive a car right um, but uh, chiropractic is really important. I've always had good chiropractors around me. I've always wish I could use them more often, meaning like financially type of stuff. Um, but if you can't, then I will get up at six o'clock in the morning, go to Amazon Prime, type in yoga, and there's a bunch of different videos on yoga, stretching, Pilates, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many resources out there that you can access through, you know, social media type of things that. You just got to get off the couch. Yeah, That's absolutely. What it comes down to, right, Paul? You just yeah. got to. You just got to. You can't just sit there. Get active. Yep. Yes. So, so <laughs> I'm a person that needs that extra little push. That's why I have a trainer. Yep. That's why I go see yeah. a person at Stretch Zone. Is actually stretching. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it, it forces you to do it. More right. Or less. Right. I don't have your disposable income, Paul. I'm trying, but I'm, I don't have their. <laughs> well, a trainer holds you accountable, yeah, right? Exactly. I mean, he, he's going to hold you it's accountable to all that. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. That's great. That's great. No, that's that's great though, man. And and, and you've seen I've seen it. You know, in like how your ball striking has improved, and it's not always you're hitting in another thirty yards further, but you're hitting another ten to fifteen to twenty yards further. I've seen that in the progression over the last you know three years with you. So um, I'll I just think it's a good thing, and I think it's a good lesson for our, our listeners. Absolutely. To, to yeah. it, 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 it has showed up. I I had an eagle putt this year. On our par five, Doug. What the hell? Wow. <laughs> and we actually had a 260 yard drive. It was downhill, but we don't the guy it. said, You do the ball 260 yards. <laughs> nice. Nice. We don't bring that up. We just make. It's been a long, long time. Yeah, we just make you move back a tee box if you keep doing that, Paul. So don't bring that story up too often. <laughs> you know, Bill and Drew and Russell will not want to hear that one. So. Oh, yeah. They, they already want to, you know, they already want to, like, put me in a box. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so. 
Well, that's great, man. And then uh, now let's get back to your professional life a little bit. So um, kind of give us the overview of what you do daily, weekly, and kind of like how you affect. I think it's important to see the back the back end of some of this industry that me and you live Absolutely. in. Absolutely, yeah. You know, like me and you, we walk into a golf course, or I do now, but like we walk into a golf course, we got a point of sale system, mm-hmm. yeah, the credit card processing's working. You know, if I need to order something, I, I know which website to go to and how to do it and that type of thing. If I need to talk to a salesperson, I just call them up and, and they have access to all these different resources. Yeah. So now, Paul, from your side, kind of how do you support all that that I just described? Well, yeah, for the 25 years now, golf has been in my blood. And so it, it's it's just a great industry to be a part of, mm-hmm. fun industry to be a part of. Yep. And so, you know, there's, there's not many of me in the golf world out there, but... Um, I enjoy my job every day. So as CIO of Meadowbrook Golf, I'm responsible for it. You know, all the marketing materials and all the technology, anything that plugs into a wall you see on the internet, whatever else yep. for a golf course management, our golf course maintenance and our golf course supply division. So, huh. um, yeah, you know, I've been heavily involved with, with uh, you know, point of sale tournament, uh, uh, point of sale systems. Right. You know, going way back from the IBS to Easy Links now wow. to uh, to to uh, you know, it's it's been it's, it's it's been a long journey to see how much the industry has changed. Right. Um, the on the golf venture side. Um. A comp- that company distributes to primarily to Florida and the Caribbean. Okay. And so uh, oh. we carry products like Earthworks, Grant, Performance Nutrition, Performance Nutrition, Griggs Brothers, Par Eight, and Standard Accessories. So anything that a superintendent would need to, um, you know, treat a course, manage a course, make improve a golf course, we sell those products. And so um, we have a mobile sales force. And so I put tools into the mobile sales force's hands. To make sure that they can prescribe, they're like they're like, they're grass doctors, and you know I I put tools in their hands to make sure that they can write prescriptions to solve gotcha. golf course's problems. I, I think and it's back it. at the corporate office. Yep. You know, I have systems to make sure that we have inventory to fill every order, and that we don't run out of anything that that a golf course needs. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot behind the scenes that goes on that, you know, the regular golfer, when he tees it up, just doesn't realize, you know, the, the management of the course, the, yeah. the irrigation, the tools that the, the, the people need. Um, you know, we just think that it's 30 bucks in a golf cart, right? <laughs> Paul, Paul uh, took me on a little tour of his corporate office there uh, mm-hmm. one day after playing golf in our international and they've got flag sticks in the inventory, like in the warehouse, right? They've got cups. Wow. And you don't think like again, like you're saying, we just go into the golf course, the flag sticks there, the cups there. Of course it is. Yeah. But that's kind of like the back end of it is to know that uh, there's guys like him, you know, and, and people on the ground who are doing this every day. Yeah, the lifeblood of a golf club, you know, really the golf course. That's yeah. you know where they go to get their materials. That's amazing. Right. Um, well, superintendents, yeah. So they, they know they can call us. So, and unfortunately. It's, it's, uh, many instances aren't caught in time or it's too late to apply something but uh, if they need something an emergency treatment you know for an outbreak of 
you know, for algae or, or fungus right. or for like a goose um, grass or something or whatever. Infection. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah, goose grass, whole different story. Okay. That's, that's called pre-emergent, and yeah. you, have to, you have to either kill it, plant it one plant at a time, or you got to prevent it from coming up in the first place. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go back to IBS. You mentioned that. That's kind of a quick term that a lot of our listeners wouldn't know. So IBS was a, I'm going to say it, I hope I'm saying it correctly. One of the first point of sale systems that I ever worked on was at Heritage Isles and Heritage Isles opened up in 2000 and I was like the the very first assistant pro so I got hired six months before the golf course got open okay wow so me and the head pro were you know getting the trailer set up and, and we had to learn this new computer system called point of you know point of sale system called IBS um, and then now the progression of where that's come from, like IBS world to they still might be in business. I'm not saying they aren't, but sort of the progression of like club profit systems and golf now. And, and there's just so many new point of sale systems that are probably quicker, better than they were 20 years ago. Like your mm-hmm. cell phone was slow and correct 20 years or ago. your car. Yeah. So have you seen that growth too, Paul, like just how much and, and it's golfer driven, meaning the golfer wants to make a tee time online they don't necessarily want to call the golf course convenience, you know, so yeah. that can you talk a little bit to that? And, and even just in general, the growth of golf in the past three years since COVID. So just maybe a generalized question. Yeah. So I'm going to go take it back a, a, a little bit further than that. Okay. So um, uh, first of all, who would name a company after irritable <laughs> battles? <laughs> yeah. Very true. Very true. So, uh, uh, however, you know, uh, uh, IBS was a leader in that space uh, back in the very early 2000s. Um, And in fact, we had 50 golf courses running it. Hmm. Um, But um, uh, over the years, uh, uh, IBS was bought by Golf Now, merged with Easy Links, and now it's golf. It's all part of the Golf Now platform. Okay, that's interesting. So there, there's been a ton of consolidation <laughs> yep. in the Golf Now, in the golf world. So, yep. uh, yeah. So there used to be 40, 30, or forty, you know, uh, property management options and point of sale options. Now there's really only six to eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. you, see, you see that at the PGA show now because that, that whole that so. whole space used to be like like you said thirty or forty booths and now it's like six or ten or whatever. I just thought they weren't showing up. <laughs> yeah, yep. no, no, they, they all eat, they ate each other up. Okay, okay. So, um, uh, however, I go to the golf show. I'm, I'm looking. That's one of the things I'm going to be looking at the golf show for oh, sure. Okay. Is the the POS vendor and my, what my options are. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then how about the growth of the game over the past kind of three to five years? And, and do you maybe even a little forecast, do you think it's going to keep going? I, I got my thoughts on that too, but kind of where, where have you seen it go the last, since COVID started? Well, uh, there is no doubt that COVID was good for the game of golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've seen tremendous growth in all areas of our business, in the golf supply and in the rounds side of the business. Um, in fact, it's, it's we've had, I want to say, 36 straight months of uh, year over year, wow. month to month comparison, revenue of over 12 percent. Wow. wow! How many months did you say? 26. 36. 36. 36. Wow. wow, that's crazy. Okay. 
And um, uh, in addition to that, um, you know, some were even higher than that. Hmm. So uh, it's it's hard to imagine that keep that kind of growth to continue. Right. I mean, so I mean, our markets are well defined. There's only a certain number of golf courses out there, right? So that mm-hmm. we can sell to, or manage, or maintain. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, the only really way to grow is to uh, what we've been doing is stealing our competitors' business. Obviously, doing, doing a, a better job than what they do. Yep. <clears throat> but um, you know that has to be fed through you know customers coming to your course because the conditions yeah and how they're treated it there at the course yeah yeah how about um how about something that me and you talk about a little bit in the past um some of these colleges and high schools and sort of the athletic fields maybe even like a disney like some of their agronomy but just just you guys are starting to service that or maybe you've been servicing it a long time but there's a a growth market there too is that correct yeah In, in fact in fact, golf is a golf is a minuscule market compared to turf and ornamental in Florida. So, Interesting. Hmm. Um, uh, you know, I want to say that Tino, as we call it, is probably ten to twenty times the size of the golf. Wow! Wow! In terms of in terms of server purchasing, so yeah. um, for years we just ignored that. But we, we we hired a couple of PhDs on our staff, and they're going out and they're focusing on landscape companies. Yeah. They're focusing on colleges. They're focusing on athletic fields and uh, parks and rec. Hmm. And uh, so that's also contributed to our growth, certainly from a zero to a you know several million dollars a year now in that that business uh, wow. to service those customers. Wow. You know, people want their kids to play on beautiful. Mm-hmm. Fields just like the pros do. Yeah. In fact, the pros want to play on beautiful fields too. So it's it, uh, it's 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 been pretty good. Yeah. I, uh, I I came in this morning early. I had a couple lessons here at eight and then one at nine. So I came in around seven thirty. I turned on the golf channel, and they were showing like the shells wonderful world of golf. Some of those matches mm-hmm. right from like the seventies and eighties, Paul. And it was amazing to see like Al Guyberger playing. Um, I don't, I don't remember, like maybe maybe like a player or, or Nicholas type of guy, um, but the conditions of the golf courses so in the seventies and eighties, and, and I mean fairways, right? Like the ball doesn't roll out. Like I've, we talked to a rep, uh, Callaway rep, a couple weeks ago, and, and he says the fairways are like runways yeah. on the PGA Tour. Yeah. And and there's a reason they're hitting at 370. Yeah, they're getting a little help. Yeah, you know, they're getting a little help from the but, agronomist. But the, you know, you guys are all kind of part of all that that uh, process of making whatever the product is as, as good as it can be for the consumer, yeah. whatever the consumer is, right? Yeah. Yep, so there, there is a change coming in golf and that I feel was, it was put on hold a little bit by COVID, but um, uh, golf courses are gonna be going to a more of a natural type of treatment. Okay earth-friendly type of treatments instead of instead of killing everything in the okay. ground and starting from scratch. Okay. They're, they're going to be putting stuff in the ground to basically improve what's already there and make that fight off okay. uh, you know, infections and bugs and whatever else. That That is your best option to have a, a, a great golf course. And plus, it's better for the environment. 
and keeps the chemicals and all that price down and stuff like that. I'm sure for the course too, right? Yep. And, and, and also on the chemical side, I, I'd like to say that uh, now it's coming from multiple sources, not just China. And so chemical prices are dropping weekly. Okay. Okay. That's great to hear. Yeah. Yep. So uh, not everything, but most of them have dropped significantly. So uh, literally we, uh, we, we want to turn that stuff over because it's, you know, you buy it for $50 a gallon this week and it's $47 next week. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the days of curfew, and that's one of those chemicals that I remember from like the Orlando days up there, just they would literally curfew the, it's a chemical. Yeah. Essentially kill everything on the ground and it gets rid of the nematodes, but then it also gets rid of a lot of other things too. Correct. So some of those things, Paul, like you're saying, are just kind of being tra- transferred to maybe more environmentally friendly almost, maybe that term, kind of those types of things. Yeah, so obviously if you have a bad nematode infection, curfew is your only option or one of yeah. your best options. Yeah. But uh, if, if you have just a minor, a, a good a new fairway or a fairway is in good shape or green is in good shape, you can use organic products okay. that contain nematode-fighting bacteria in them. Oh, okay. So there's bacteria out there that actually attack and eat nematodes. Wow. Hmm. They occur naturally, but you can get concentrates of it, and then um, they actually live in the roots of your plants. So it makes your plants like super plants. <laughs> Interesting. Oh. Hey, Paul, this has been great. I feel like we could do the two-hour session with you. You yeah, got so much been... knowledge, and uh, I, re- I definitely appreciate you coming on. You know, appreciate you being one of my friends, and uh, look forward to playing more golf with you. But uh, again, just from from myself, and I know T Mac will end it here, but ju- just want to say thank you for coming on and sharing your information. Yeah. Happy New Year's, guys. And yeah, so I just love the game of golf. I can talk about it for days and days. So yeah, don't let me just cut me off when necessary. Hey, no problem. Um, do, do you want more players in the Walker Cup? Do you want to keep that where you're at? Do you want me to like promote that all on the podcast or? Um, sh- sure. I mean, so uh, you, you can tell them to go to the WalkerCup.us to see what we're all about if okay. they want to copy what we're doing. Okay make that a model for their own group there you go or if they're in tampa they can um you know look to join us although you know this is already almost a second full-time job yeah <laughs> i know it is i know it is yeah sometimes it's like cat that wrangling I, i'm sure that i don't get like I, yeah like worm wrangling really but, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. uh, but it, it, it is it's again a labor of love yeah great it's, it's great time like you said uh just a good thing for whether you join the walker cup or you know develop your own or, or just go play in something team right? yeah just, go. just get out there and be with some buddies yeah. get sociable yeah. you know just get out there and have fun that's right it. this is it and, yeah uh, that's the whole thing yeah and and, and and if you don't do it if you start doing it you will get it mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah so warning you you will get it <laughs> yeah build it and they will come right yes so, Paul, we really appreciate it. Want to thank all of our uh, listeners. Uh, want to wish everybody a happy new year. Um, for my friend Sean Klotz here. Hey, uh, golfers, we, we really enjoy what we're doing here. Hope you guys enjoy this. If you want to uh, like it and, and share it with some people, that'd be great for us. Uh, get some more momentum. But, uh, Paul, once again, thank you. Have a happy new year, and I'll talk to you in the new year. Bye, guys. All right, Paul. Help, Paul. See help, help me cure my over the top, please. Okay. Yes, Bye. sir. It's a lot, lot of, a lot of work there, bud. Anyways, <laughs> talk to you later, man. All right, thanks, Paul.
Are you looking to elevate your golf game? With SwingTheoryGolf.com, you will. Tim, who is a certified PGA professional, offers expert instruction and personal attention to help you unleash your true potential. So get ready to tee off with Swing Theory Golf.